if the chart was flat, in other words, the market was dead, it was just zero. If it's spiking up, that means we have positive appreciation. And if it's down below the mean line or the zero line, we're actually losing value. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant here. Yeah. We're going uh, to do an update, man. I get lots of information on market. So we're going to talk about markets today, real estate specifically, because I don't know anything about the stock market. <laughs> I mean, I can sit and bloviate about it, I guess, if we wanted to, but none of it's going to be accurate. Heather, it would be like if I were on a news outlet talking about the real estate market. Mm -hmm. That's what it would be if I talked about the real estate market today. That's a good point. There's some good data that has been coming out. Man, it's nice when the data backs up what you're thinking. Kind of feels good. The market is weird. Let's just be honest about it. It's yeah. weird. And I got this email and this is pretty good because I've been thinking something very similar to this. I keep telling my buddy, we talk about the market quite a bit and I keep talking to him. I'm like, man, this feels a little 2007-ish, mm-hmm. but not really because it's just different and weird. And this email is pretty cool. It's a bunch of information about inventory. Now, anybody who understands supply demand will understand that the real estate curve, I mean, so Heather, Goodness, we've had this in the presentation for I don't even yeah. know how long. The real estate curve, the real estate cycle, it cycles because builders build way too many houses and then there's too much inventory. When you have too much supply for the demand, then the prices fall back down a little bit. And then, of course, the builders have stopped building. So we eat up the supply and then you come down the other side. And by the time you get to the bottom, there's not enough supply, there's way too much demand, and away we go again, right? That's how it's yeah. supposed to work. Well, that's the problem this time. Last time, clearly, we had an overconstruction, way too much supply. Anybody could see it. I mean, you can look at the graphs. It's pretty clear. Yeah. But this time, it's not the same. It's just not the same. I mean... We have this graph that we show. And if you guys would take, if you guys can think about from like, I think it starts at like 1960, Heather, and it just, the new construction starts and it looks like a spike and then it goes straight down and it just over and over again, spike, fall, spike, fall, spike, fall. That's what it looks like. Yep. Except for after 2008, 2008, there was this sharp drop and then it just kind of stayed at the bottom until like 2015 which is a long time, people. Usually when it hits the bottom, it spikes right back up. Supply, demand, supply, demand, supply, demand. This time it didn't. And we could get into all of the political reasons why that might be, but we won't belabor that on this show. So there's this long, like just kind of, it looks like death. If you think of a a heart graph, right? In the movies, when somebody codes out, it just, that's what the new construction looks like. Just beep, it's dead. It's dead. Then, Help me. <laughs> then, Heather, it looks like we put, what do you call the little fingers that you like rub together and you put them on the... Oh. The yeah. Yeah. And then you, and you shock them and they jump. Shock them. Uh, it's like I don't a remember what fibu- defibrillator. Defibrillator. Yeah. It looks like, <laughs> bam. Now there's a new life, but it doesn't spike back up. It just kind of like a little bit of life. Like maybe they're in a coma or something. Yeah. 
I don't know what that looks like, but that's <laughs> that's what I'm envisioning. It's like a little bit of a rise, and then it kind of <laughs> levels off again. We never actually this get is back the best to... analogy ever. Comas, yeah. defibrillators. Yeah. I mean, it was dead. Was it not dead, Heather? I think it's yeah. pretty. I think yeah. it's a pretty accurate description of what happened. I know it is. But who killed the housing market? That's the mm. question, right? Yeah. It's not the question. We're not going to answer that today because we will be way <laughs> we'll getting... off yeah. target. Okay, so that's pretty much what's happened. And we had a little bit of an increase, but we really didn't even ever make it back to like 1.2, 1.5 million, which is kind of like that. If you draw a line between all of the sharp rises and falls, it's about 1.2, 1.3, sometimes 1.5 million units. That's mm -hmm. kind of what we need. Never hit it. It's really weird. Yeah. So we don't have this huge oversupply. We just don't have it. And that's what the chart I'm looking at shows. I mean, Heather, if you're looking at the same one, it's just like it goes up, 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 up in 2005, 2006. And then it just kind of declines like crazy. Yeah. And this is all existing home inventory too. So same, same thing, right? So we built a whole bunch. We have all this inventory on the market. It's just not happened this well, time. And what I found interesting about this graph in particular is the spikes that you were talking about. It's like steep up and down, up and down, up and down all year long, year over year until 2010 or so on this graph, they become more like a bell curve looking every year, like that peak in the summer, slowing in the winter is kind and of what going it looks down. like. Yes. Trending down year down. over year. Yeah. And all of that without interest rate spikes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is just naturally not enough. Um, yeah, yeah, and and then it's in 2020, you don't have that normal bell every summer. It has a bell until 2020 with the pandemic, and so then it even dropped further. And then there was a spike in buying, but not a crazy spike. Yes, in production inventory, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody knows what happened. Like rates were crazy low. Yep. I mean, everybody's buying houses. It's fantastic, mm -hmm. except for unless you're trying to buy a house to live in. And it wasn't so fantastic because you're getting outbid Tried. by Tried, yes. It was very <clears> annoying. <throat> we talked about that on the show. It was very <laughs> frustrating, right? Yes. This is pretty funny. I mean, not funny. It says, inventory surge in 2022 was somewhat of a head fake. Some potential sellers quickly listed their homes, probably remembering what happened to prices in 2006 to 2001. But that surge ended pretty but, yeah. quickly, right? Or yeah, 2011, sorry. <laughs> so it shows that inventory peaked in like 2015. Yeah. We just don't have tons of inventory. We still don't have tons of inventory. Which can contribute so to all of the higher prices that we saw too. I mean, there's not as much property to buy. Now, it does show that there's a little bit of an uptick, but the uptick doesn't even reach the last little hill. Mm -hmm. So nobody knows whether the uptick is going to reach the hill and like go back down like it did before or not. Yeah. Nobody knows. But the thing that we do know for sure is we have not had a crazy overbuilt economy in the housing market. Mm -hmm. It just never happened. Yep. Which is so, definitely unique and different than leading up to 2008. Completely and utterly a different thing. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the other thing, Heather. If you listen to the news, you would think that house prices like all over the place are like they're losing value. They're losing lots yes. of value. Yes. Then I look around where I live and I'm going, okay, well, not here. I mean, there are some people who are dropping their prices. That happens this time of year pretty much every year. Well, in most normal years. Mm -hmm. 
So that's not terribly alarming. If you look at the Case Schiller index, it just doesn't square with what's Yeah, and who is Case and Schiller? Who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna Google. I wanna know. Google it real quick. Um <laughs> Case Shiller Index, in case you guys didn't know, is a index that shows whether the market is going up or it's going down. Now, here's how the media reports this while Heather's getting the Case Shiller, who they are. <laughs> oh, they were economists who oh, teamed up and calculated the home price index in, back to 1990. Okay. Economist. Okay, so the Case Shiller Index actually looks like a heartbeat. It it actually looks like a heartbeat because yeah, it goes up true. and then it goes down below the mean line, which means prices actually dropped. Guess when? From yeah, all the times you'd expect to 2015, 14 <laughs> or 15, and then they were up on the positive side. But this isn't house prices; it's house price appreciation. Mm -hmm. So if the chart was flat. In other words, if the market was dead, it was just like zero. That would yeah. be zero, right? Mm -hmm. If it's spiking up, that means we have positive appreciation. And if it's down below the mean line or the zero line, then we're actually losing value. Okay. Yep. So we lost a little bit of value in the top 10 markets in 2001. And then we lost some value, quite a bit of value in all the markets all over the place in the time period we just said. 2008 to 2014. Apart from that, we've been pretty much above the line. Now, the thing that the media reports all of the time is year over year change. And they present this as if things are going down, right? So if last year we had 20% appreciation and this year we have 3% appreciation, that is a 17 point spread, negative spread. Does that mean that the house prices went down? No, it's just that appreciation is down. Yes. <laughs> so they're reporting yeah. as if, and they do it carefully so as to not yeah. be wrong, but they really lead people astray. Yeah. Okay. We had like a tiny little blip that looks like it's below the line. Literally everything else is above the line, including currently it's above the mm -hmm. line. And this is seasonally adjusted. So that just means they're taking it as if the hot buying season in the summer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not Armageddon like everybody thinks yet. Yeah. I'm not saying that house prices aren't going to come down. I've said multiple times on the show, I don't really don't know what's going to happen with house prices, which is why it's important that you buy according to the rules that we talk about on the show all the time, because it's less relevant if you mm -hmm. follow the rules. Okay. Yep. I just wanted to point out that this is just not what is being reported. Agreed. I mean, I think your appreciation example is really a good point because what's going to be a better headline? Home prices drop like 10% versus appreciation that was inflated is now down 10%. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's amazing so, how that works. The description of it says most measures of house prices have shown an increase in prices over the last several months. Yep. Key question that he discussed in July, well, will house prices decline further later this year or are they going to continue to go up? Other measures of how prices suggest that prices will be up further year over year in the September Case Shiller Index. And you can clearly see the, I won't call it a spike, but the increase, right? Mm -hmm. It's clearly increasing right now, which is strange because this time of year it should be going down, not up. But anyway. Agreed. So fascinating. And I think just being aware of the data, I wouldn't consider myself like a data head, 
But man, when I get in here and look at this stuff, it's like further confirmation and backing up what it feels like, you know, based on talking to builders, based on experience of being in it on a day-to-day basis. This just backs up what I'm hearing and what we're seeing with builders. Yep. And now the one thing that is 100% accurate, we are seeing it in most markets, is that there is a slowing Mm -hmm. and that there is an increase in months of available inventory. Mm -hmm. But the increase in months of available inventory is barely a normal market. That's the other thing. We have had such an artificially manipulated market for so long via really, really low interest rates and other things we won't go into today. But the house market has been manipulated for a long, long, long time. So long that we think it's normal to have 3% interest rates. It, It is not. That's true. It is not normal. (laughs) That's true. I mean, right now we're back to pretty much normal for interest Mm -hmm. rates and everybody's freaking out about it like it's the end of the world. Do you remember what I sent the other day, Heather? Do you have access to it like quickly? I sent this picture the other day to my team and it was interest rates. In 1971, that one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll read it. It's in 1971, the interest rate for a mortgage was 7.33. If you waited for interest rates to go down, you wouldn't have purchased a home until 1993, 22 years. You would have rented for 22 years, waiting for rates to go down. Meanwhile, the value of real estate quadrupled. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Marry the house, date the rate. I love that. It's so good. And in our case, it's not marry the house, it's marry the return. Yeah. And date the rate. Yeah. Because the house is less relevant than the return is Mm -hmm. when you're talking about investment real estate. It's just everybody is so freaked out. And right now, like if you were going to sell a house in the last several years, you could sell a house in less than 30 days. It would just, it's gone, right? You have tons of offers. There's still markets where that's happening right now. I just got done with my coaching calls and one of the guys was like, yeah, I put two houses on the market. They both sold for $50,000 over asking. I was like, wait, what? I mean, there's not enough inventory on the market and my houses redid them really nice. Yeah. Okay. So in order to have properties move, you can't just throw crap on the market anymore. We've talked about that on the show before, Heather. They have to be what people want right now. And then there's fewer of them which means they should sell, which we just talked on talking about Case Shoulder where the index is still increasing. It's not 20% appreciation like it was, but positive appreciation is still positive appreciation. And the market, according to all of the experts, should have crashed in 17, 18, 19, yeah. 20, 21, <laughs> 21 22, 22, 23. And now everybody's positive <laughs> that it will be 2024. Yep. And one of these times they're going to be right. Mm-hmm. One of these times they're going to be right. I just don't know how big of a crash we're actually going to have since we do not have a supply and demand problem. And the current problem that we have is manipulated by the Fed. And they state that openly, that they are trying to kill demand so that we can slow down the economy. Yeah. The slowing is working. That's what I told a client just this week. Like, It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. <laughs> It shouldn't be a surprise yep. if it's slowing things down. So we just wanted to bring you some data that we're getting. There are so many levers to the real estate market. It is not just supply and demand. Yeah. It's just not. Okay. Yep. Because we still have demand 
the demand just can't afford the houses right now because of the interest rates and because things haven't really normalized. Mm-hmm. And how that normalization works is really dependent upon all of these levers that both the government and the market can pull and nobody knows who's pulling what. And I'm not convinced that any of the people who even have access to the levers know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I and mean, if you pull too many, how do you trace back what impacted it, right? So we have, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, that our builder in Oklahoma City is having massive problems getting construction loans. He just can't get financing, even though he's very qualified, has the cash and everything he wants to finance. And he said, man, it's getting tough. He has to go to multiple banks where before he had one bank that he would use. And that's only going to get worse, folks. And again, that is very similar to post-crash. That's what happened to the builders post-crash. Not only that, but they changed the appraisal guidelines. And Mm -hmm. so even in areas where you needed houses, you couldn't get the houses because the builders couldn't build the houses. They couldn't get the loans. If they could get the loans, they couldn't get them to appraise. All manipulated by our illustrious morons in the government and the Fed. Yeah. And that's happening right now. And so everybody who is sharing with you that they understand exactly what's going to happen in the housing market, I'll just point out again, they're the ones who've been sharing what's going to happen with the housing market since 2017, and they've been wrong every single year. They eventually will be right, but they don't. My point is they have no idea what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And sitting by idly and waiting for the market to come to you is probably not the best idea. If you just buy based on the rules and keep buying, eventually the market does come to you. And when it comes to you, you can hit grand slam home runs. And in the interim, you can hit base hits and you can still score and the game goes on. So yep. don't let the news media freak you out. Okay. And also don't take what I'm saying as in 2024, the house market might not die or dip a little bit. I don't know. At least I'm honest, Heather. And that waiting thing, right? Waiting 22 years for interest rates to come down so you have a little higher rate of return while the housing prices quadrupled. That's just one of four rates of return. Not only that, but all of these, prog- what is the word? Prognosticators out there who have been saying since like, remember we did the show after mm-hmm. COVID started and I was like, based on what is the real estate market going to crash? Based on what? Yep. And I know so many people and they sold everything and they backed out of the market and yep. they lost millions and millions of dollars doing that. Yep. So timing the market is a fool's errand. Occasionally you hit it right. I've hit it right. And it's yeah, great. I have it too. happens. But we had go back and listen to the episode we had John Glane on where he literally timed the market. You couldn't have done it worse. And I helped him. God bless yeah. him. <laughs> and he still made little over 30% annual after figuring in all four returns over a little over 10 years. Yes. And if you want to know more about how to do that, reach out to us. Heather, where do we find us? Go to invest at rpcinvest.com. Send us an email. Or you're welcome to go to our website, getting in touch with us. We have some contact forms on there too. Our website is rpcinvest.com as well. Shocker. It's rpcinvest.com. Invest at rpcinvest.com. Reach out to us. We'd love to help you out. And until next time, get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.